Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eagles 360 on this extraordinary Wednesday at the NovaCare Complex. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. We've got a lot to get to on the show. Chairman and CEO Jeffrey Lurie meeting the media earlier today, discussing his decision to release head coach Chip Kelly from his contract. That announcement came on Tuesday night. Kelly compiling a 26-21 and record with the Eagles in nearly three seasons. Of course, the Eagles 6-9 in 2015. Two and five after reaching the midway point of this season at four and four. So we will get into what Jeffrey Lurie had to say. We'll also go into the locker room to get the players' reaction to the news. And they are preparing for the season finale on Sunday against the New York Giants. So it is really kind of a remarkable day. This has only happened once in franchise history, firing a coach with one game to go. That happened in 1984. The Eagles making Marion Campbell an ex-coach, promoting Fred Bruni to the interim job. He went out and beat the Minnesota Vikings 37-35. He was not rehired after that win. And then, of course, Buddy Ryan came to town and turned the football fortunes around just a little bit. Anyway, Jeffrey Laurie met with the media for 22 minutes, and he was engaging, he was forthright, and he was honest in his assessment of what went down in terms of wins and losses in the Chip Kelly era. He began meeting the media by thanking Chip Kelly and saying that he believes that Kelly will have a very successful future wherever his next coaching job may be. I look forward to uh, uh, watching Chip succeed wherever he goes because I think he really will. I uh, really just want to publicly thank Chip. Uh, nobody worked harder the last three years. Um, and. Uh, smart guy and it was a bold decision to hire him and uh, had certainly some success and uh, you know wish him the very best as I did yesterday. I go back to the original hiring of Chip. Um, it, it, was a, it was a bold choice. Um, we knew what the potential pitfalls were. Um, he was our first choice. Um, it was a unanimous decision we all had in the hiring process that uh, we should make that bold choice. Um, I thought after, you know, 15 years of going in one direction that uh, there was a, a reason to do that. Um, and I, I think whenever you, you, you make a bold choice, I'd hate to ever be risk averse. I don't ever want to operate that way, whether it's acquiring a player or uh, picking a head coach or whatever. It's much better to go for it than to just... Uh, you know, say, okay, well, other teams are doing it that way or something like that. That's not the way we've ever operated. And um, so um, I think one of the things is when you make a bold choice, there's increased risk. And sometimes it just doesn't work out when you take risks. It, there was really no choice in terms of maximizing Chip uh, without him uh, having the lever, so to speak, of making those decisions. Uh, that's, that's where it was at. I mean, I think um, you either were all in or you should find a new coach in terms of uh, the trust. And so um, the choice was, let's, let's see if that's going to work. Uh, and in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the results, part of that's the reason we're here today. Lori made the move midweek, giving the Eagles an opportunity to have some advanced opportunities to contact potential candidates for the head coaching job. It is a search that he is familiar with, having done it a few years ago when the team of Jeffrey, Laurie, Don Smolensky, and Howie Roseman landed Kelly from the University of Oregon. So now the Eagles are in the same situation with a few days of advanced time to go. 
Lori discusses the search for the next Eagles head coach. I'm very confident that this search will be done uh, very, very professionally as the last one was. We uncovered uh, several excellent candidates. I'm very confident that uh, what we're going to assemble uh, in terms of that search will, will lead us and our fans to a, a really excellent choice. In terms of what we're looking for in a coach, it's um, several things. And it's, um, number one, a smart strategic thinker. That's, that's, that's a, a given. You've got to be looking out for the short-term, mid-term, and long-term interests of the franchise. Um, looking for somebody who uh, interacts very well and communicates clearly with everybody he works with and comes in touch with. Um, understands the passion of our fans and what it's like to coach the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a unique and incredibly passionate fan base um, that just wants to win. And uh, you've got to incorporate that in your life, in your heart, and you've got to be willing to do that. We're going to look at uh, NFL coaches, NFL coordinators, uh, college coaches, um, retired coaches, any, any category you can come up with if we think it's the best candidate. So, um, no, there will be no change in categories. It's, it's open to figuring that, figuring that out. We're looking for the best leader. Uh, if, you know, I've, I've looked carefully at uh, coaches around the league and um, where they come from, and uh, I don't think there's any uh, clear evidence of offense over defense, defense over offense. It comes down to the leadership ability uh, in today's with today's athlete in today's world. It's different than it was a long time ago, but um, I, I, I don't treat offense or defense differently. We'll hear more about Jeffrey Lurie and what he had to say to the media in the show a little later on, but next up on Eagles 360, we go inside the locker room and talk to the players. It is a difficult time for them as they prepare for the New York Giants on Sunday, the season finale, and they also discuss the stunning news that Chip Kelly out as the Eagles head coach. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. You step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. What if this year, we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. gentlemen how are you doing sorry for crashing your draft party I bring you a Philadelphia Eagle obviously uh, you guys love season-long drafts we love it too you can continue with the season-long draft and then you can draft a new team every week we're giving away two billion dollars in prizes this year if you win you get instant cash back you can sign up for one dollar
Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here. And as you know, Chip Kelly last season after the 2014 campaign ended with a win over the New York Giants. Just a couple of days later, the Eagles making a, another stunning announcement. They made Chip Kelly, gave him full control over the personnel department. That meant that he was in charge of the 90-man roster, not just the 53-man roster during the season. So Kelly made some moves in the offseason that you may have heard about, trading Nick Foles in a second-round draft pick to the Rams in exchange the Eagles getting back Sam Bradford, trading the all-time leading rusher in franchise history, LaShawn McCoy, to the Buffalo Bills for linebacker Kiko Alonso coming off a lost 2014 season that he missed with an ACL injury. And then the Eagles in free agency going big, signing DeMarco Murray at running back, Ryan Matthews at running back, and cornerback Byron Maxwell. The success has been mixed. The Eagles, the bottom line, 6-9. and nine. And Laurie today, when he met the media, talked a little bit about those successes, the idea of the player roster and why he made this decision middle of the week, one of his prime reasons, was to give the chairman CEO an opportunity to speak to the team. In today's world, especially at least the way I like to run things, I want to hear from the players. I want to um, engage them and have them understand what they felt was lacking I need to understand, um, have them understand and take accountability, but also uh, at the same time be a sponge for what is leadership like in today's football world. You're dealing with 22 to 35 or more uh, age people and uh, people who are elite athletes trying to perform uh, at the very peak of their profession. And what is leadership like in today's world? It's very, very different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, you know, I would like to think that we're always gonna try to be on the progressive end of how to lead. I'm not someone who's hands off and uh, I, I try to get a sense of, uh, uh, of players and, and their concerns in, in the locker room at all times. Um, but the kinds of players, whether it's Darren Sproles, um, DeMarco Murray, um, Sam Bradford, uh, Vinnie Curry, you name it, uh, these are players that can fit in uh, any system. And um, uh, it remains to be seen if we run a high-tempo type of offense or not. That'll be determined by the new head coach but I don't see any players on the roster that uh, one would say are only a fit for a Chip Kelly team, not at all. So we have to increase the talent level uh, and increase the um, performance level of those we have. And uh, you know that, that's, that's the key. It's not a, a fit system type of situation. Certainly the most notable acquisition in the offseason, quarterback Sam Bradford, who had missed all but seven games in 2013 and 2014 with a knee injury. And after a slow first half of the season and then a concussion and shoulder injury, Bradford has really played well the last six games, a passer rating of nearly 95. He's been a great leader. He's been tough in the pocket. He's gotten the ball down the field. He's made some plays and had this offense moving in the locker room on Wednesday. The media surrounding Sam Bradford getting a reaction to the news that Chip Kelly was no longer his head coach. I, I didn't see it coming. I don't know if anyone did. Um, you know, when I got the news last night, I was shocked. What do you think led to Chip's demise? Um, 
you know, I'm not the one who makes those decisions, so you know, it's really hard for me to speculate on that. But do you understand at all? Some people have talked about that his relationship with players, his relationship with, with, with the front office. Did you see anything that you think would lead to this? Um, you know, like I said, I don't know what his relationship was with other people, but I had a great relationship with Chip. Um, you know, he gave me an opportunity, you know, after being injured for two years, and you know, I'll forever be grateful for that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough him not being here. But you said yesterday that you wanted to resign here and you were comfortable in Philadelphia. Now that Chip's gone, do you still feel that way? Um, I mean, yeah, I still enjoy the, the guys on this team. You know, I enjoy the city. I've enjoyed my time here. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think a lot of it depends on who they hire as a head coach now and you know, what type of offensive system he wants to run. Sam, how much accountability do you think the players have when a coach, when a head coach gets back? Um, you know, a lot. You know, we're the ones out there trying to execute the game plan. We're the ones out there um, making the plays. So, you know, I know for me personally, you know, I feel like a lot of it is on us. Sam, you talked about not wanting to have to learn a new offense. Did I say that? On a... I'm I mean, now obviously it's gonna happen, <laughs> it can happen one way or the other. Do you feel like you kind of feel like you can't catch a break in this? Um, I don't think you can look at it like that. You know, obviously I would love to be in the same system. Um, you know, it's only happened once in my career. But uh, at this point, you know, whether I'm here or somewhere else, I'm going to be learning a new system. So uh, it's just part of it. The player reaction, as you might imagine, was pretty stunning. Most found out on Tuesday night via the internet and then called each other and shared the news and shared the reaction. Reported to work on Wednesday, trying to focus in on a good day of practice. We go back into the locker room and talk to a host of players about their thoughts that Chip Kelly's out, what happens the rest of the season, and what might happen in 2016 and beyond. It was just as big of a shock for me as it was for anybody else, but that's the business that we're in, and we understand that. I mean, I've been on a team with Todd Haley when he got fired when, at Kansas City when there was three games left in the season. So I, I've been part of this. I understand it's the business. This isn't new to me as much as it is to some of the other people around, but it's what we're in, and everybody knows that. You have to produce and you have to win to keep a job in the NFL. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure he lost the team. I think a lot of guys here have a lot of respect for Chip. Wish him a lot of luck moving forward. Uh, like I said before, we as players just didn't play well enough. I can speak for myself. He had my respect. You know, had my attention. Yeah, I think the way he, he approached the game was second to none. It, it helped a, a young man like myself approach the game. Yeah, um, you know, I just want to go in a positive direction. Uh, whoever we hire, uh, you know, get in April, uh, buy into a system, and, and believe, and get our guys on board. And uh, you know. I think the biggest thing uh, with with if there's any problems with the team needs to be communication. Doesn't need to be you know chirping in the locker room and then you know hiding it from it. I think there needs to be open communication because I think it's how things will get solved. Where do you, you want to you, see the future of this franchise go without shit? I just want to see it get back you know to what I came into you know um, what how Coach Reed was and um, you know just just get back to winning. Period. I just want to get back to winning. That's all I care about, and uh, we, that's, all, that's all should be the focus is, is winning. Keep it right here for our final segment on Eagles 360. We've got some final thoughts on the Eagles and the Giants and a most unusual day at the NovaCare Complex.
carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more boys and girls get in the game this year for every Eagles touchdown. Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports. To learn more, visit goodsports.org slash Philly. Welcome back to our final segment here on Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with you. The Eagles and the Giants on Sunday, the season finale, a capper to a most disappointing 2015 season for the Eagles. You think back to the preseason and how good this team looked, how many points they scored, the big win over the Green Bay Packers, and now we come to this, the season finale for the Eagles. A win, of course, gives the Eagles second place in the NFC East. A loss means the Eagles are in third place in the division. We'll tell you what that means when it is over as far as draft position, 2016 schedule, and all the pertinent information. The Eagles and the Giants at 1 o'clock on Sunday, we've got you covered starting at noon with our kickoff show here. We've got our halftime report and then our postgame show presented by Rico. So make sure you're with us all the way through on Sunday. I know you'll be here. The Eagles making some news this week. Midweek, in unusual circumstances, a head coaching change. And now Pat Shermer gets his shot to finish the season the right way for the Eagles. So thank you so much for joining us. Help you have yourselves a very, very happy and healthy new year. And we look forward to great things from the Eagles in 2016. Have yourselves a great Eagles night, everyone.